Warning. What you're about to hear is born of long years of deep friendship, shared experience, brutal honesty, and the reconciling grace of Jesus Christ. Please do not walk up to the first black or white person you know and start this sort of banter. It will not end well. Um, but then you got to talk about niggergate. Right? And, um, you know, there was an e Evangelism Matters conference, right? And um, apparently in, 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 in the middle of it, um, you know, people telling stories and, and we talk about this right let me let me let me try to keep it as abstract as possible right anybody who who knows about it has read about it has heard about it it's out there on the internet but to me it's bigger than the person right to me it's about where we going as as a community when we talk about reconciliation and um white allyship and all of those dynamics of privilege and power and 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 so on and so forth and, um, you know, white folks being loose, especially white liberals being loose with the use of the, of the word nigger. And there's no being loose with the word. You just don't use it. Like it's not, sorry. There's okay, some that don't know that. There's some that don't know that. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you'll hear this argument that, oh, I thought I could use it if I was quoting somebody else saying it. And. You know, um, you know, one priest who who objected to the usage by 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 this white woman said about how um, you know the fetishizing of of black church and 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 the use of the of of the word nigger right is is problematic, is unacceptable, and I agree with him one hundred percent. And I think more than fetishizing, I think white liberals see it as a badge of honor. Like, look how woke I am. I'm so woke that I can say nigger and, and black folks are okay with me. You know, like that's how woke I am that I've been accepted in the inner sanctum of blackness or the inner sanctum of this space where black folks are not upset. If I say nigger, you can't say nigger white man who ain't as woke as me, but I can. And how, you know, people with so-called well intentions right i can't judge intentions i don't know if people are just saying they have well intentions and they don't or if they really have well intentions right. and you know but people with well intentions can be obtuse and use that ignorance as as um excuse or as justification and 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 say ignorance is no excuse right and say that and at the same time, point to, well, you know, some people say that it's okay. Some people have said that it's not okay. And I'm like, you know, white folk, y'all don't have a place in that conversation. Right. <laughs> you don't, it don't matter if some black people think it's okay and some black people think it's not okay. You don't, you don't, I mean, folk don't understand. And to me, that's like the privilege, right? And I even said this, right? So. Here it is, right? I can say white supremacy in the Diocese of Central Florida and talk about white supremacy and be, you know, exiled. Like, never to work again. Jabril, you're too polarizing. But a white person can say nigger, and all they have to do is say, oh, I'm sorry. And they can go on in their position of power and continue on. Their ministry is unchanged. And don't recognize the privileged position that that is. 
you know um and 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 it's it's disappointing because we talk about you know as a church it's disappointing as a church because we talk about reconciliation right we talk about racial reconciliation and 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 you know i've already said even before nigga gate i've already said that um and i'm i'm intentionally using the word and i know a lot of people are going to be uncomfortable right but but deal with it because black folk had to hear white folks call them nigga all of our life you think we were comfortable and nobody cared none of y'all cared that we weren't comfortable but now that y'all are uncomfortable we're not supposed to use the word because you're making white folks uncomfortable well, or, or you're taking that that word from us. I think it was Ta-Nehisi Coates, right? It was like, like, there's like one word in the entire English language. There's only one, right? That's that's like reserved. But that that's like you get white folks get everything else, right? But you but you can't give up that one word, like right? You can't, like there can't be one word that isn't usable by white people, right? Like talk about privilege, that right? That you, that's that entitlement. Like, what do you mean I can't use that word? This is my I can world. do anything. Yeah, I can I, do anything. I can use that word if I you're using that word. You know? Um, and so yeah, I know I'm intentionally using that word, and I know it's gonna piss off folk, and that's good. Because as as you get as folk get pissed off, I, I want them to deal with that and wrestle with that and question that and, and work with that. You know what I mean? Because yeah, like you said, it's that there's that one space that white folks have been barred from going. And white folks are like, no, I cannot. I refuse to be denied access to any place. I am a white person. And I'm a woke white person. What do you mean I can't go there? I'm your ally. You should be grateful for my existence. Meat sacrifice to idols. Right? If it if it causes somebody to stumble, if there if there's any, if there's one way, then you give it up, right? If there's a problem, then you give it up for your sister or your brother. Like and and no, we just we just need to keep on doing whatever it is, even though it it hurts and and abuses and and yeah, yeah. So you know, you know that's how I I I I I feel about it. Right? It's disappointing that um in a church that talks about and I'm talking institutionally, right? In a mm -hmm. church that talks about racial reconciliation to one not be willing to go where it needs to go in order to heal and two to be so fragile right that mm -hmm. it becomes all about individuals and how individuals feel because you know they didn't like me for saying nigger like they then now people are mad at me and it's like, yo, it's 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 bigger than you. And like white folks not seeing, and I, I tell people all the time, the most dangerous thing in the world is white liberals. More so than white conservatives to me. Because at least white conservatives and like and I and I and I use that word as as a conservative, right? I use that word in the colloquial nomenclature, right? Like, mm -hmm. I'm not talking about what really liberal is and what really conservative is. I'm talking about how we use them, you know, people who think they are woke and people who want to make America great again, right? Um, like, at least I know where they're coming from. I know where they stand. I'm not going to close right. my eyes around them. 
I'm not going to give them a knife and turn my back on them. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to keep my eye, I'm going to keep both eyes open when I'm around them, right? But why liberals are dangerous because we tend to relax around them and 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 think that all is well and and think that they're an ally and we support them and we and we vote in their favor and we and we do the things that they want us to do and we trust them with our life. And they don't even they refuse to see their blind spots. Mm-hmm. You know, they they by and large they admit they or let me not say by and large because I do know some I mean I'm talking to you, you know what I mean? But <laughs> uh, you, you know, can't see my hands right now, so I, let's let's you know I should be sharpening the knife. <laughs> but you know, I know other other white folks that you know I trust because they are aware of you know their their they are not they are aware of some of their blind spots but they are and they are also aware that they are not aware of all of their blind spots yeah um the dangerous thing becomes when folks think they so woke that now you know hey uh, there's a white man here and the white man or the white woman has come to help you darkies you know and it's like you know and no one says that but that's how it comes off Mm-hmm. when we're just supposed to be grateful that you are fumbling around in your ignorance and doing offensive shit. Like, we're not supposed to be offended by the offensive crap that you do because we're just supposed to be grateful that the white person has has decided to be engaged in the struggle. Today. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> For this short period of time. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, the offensive stuff that 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 that, I mean, you know, I don't know, brother. I could get on my soapbox, but I, 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 I. Oh, you're I, there. Don't worry, you're there. I'm coming down. I'm coming down. I'm coming down because yeah. you know this ain't a monologue, right? I want to know, like, <laughs> who puts you on the spot in this space, right? Like, you know, what do you? I, how do you? How do you on on the other side of the color line, right? How do you um feel about that? Look at that. Think about that. The usage of of the N word, um, um. You know, I don't even know where to go with that. Like the uses of the N word, like do you make judgments on the uses of the N word by black folk? Do you make judgments on the uses of N words by 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 white folk? Um, one way or the other, like just you know, yeah. How it, do you respond to what I just share? So more and more, um, more and more things are echoing with me around power. Um, and, and I make judgments all the time about, about how people talk and, and, and what language they're using. And particularly around the N word, um, you know, it, it's unsettling and it's disruptive to me because I don't, it's not clear, right? Because it's not settled because there's not a, in my mind, there's not a completely clear cut way for me to respond that sometimes I'm supposed to respond in one way and sometimes another, and that opens up the door for mistakes. Hmm. Right. And that opens up the doors for errors. Um, And if I don't quickly enough condemn the use in this context and support it in this other context, then I'm not as liberal and I'm not as progressive as I, as I think I am. And I'm not as good, you know, I'm not as good enough friend. I'm all of those things. It's, it's just this big risk. And I think a lot of that comes down to it's it is 
one of the very few places in public discord um, and that may be why the why the reclamation and the use of that word is so genius, right? Is it's the one place where where your people have have inserted into the public discourse this this space where white people don't have control, mm. like we don't have power, mm, and, right? And that and I even recognize it, and it still makes me nervous, right? Like <laughs> I'm just like like you got to be kidding me, like. If I respond this way, then then these these group of people will think that I'm I'm that. And if I respond this way, then these other group of people will think that I'm this other way. And 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 I'm to this, and I'm not enough that. And and like and I and I I, I and I don't and so I don't know. And it's a struggle. And I don't have power because right. that one word is is no longer under the control of white people. It's not fully under the control of black people, mind you, but it it's no longer fully under control of white people. Right. And. And that's a that's a totally new experience. Um, I and and this this resonates because I I mean one of the biggest fears in my life and in our relationship is that I am going to disappoint you, hmm. right? Like that that I'm not going to respond properly. That I'm not going to that, that I'm going to fail. That I'm just gonna I'm gonna be you know racist in a way that hurts you in a way that that doesn't support you that 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 damages us i mean all of those things like that i'm i am i'm really afraid and i tell myself that i know i've messed up at various other times <laughs> and i'm still i i still kind of write that off well i mean we're, we're i guess they were small enough that we're still going on like not like I should actually examine it and find them and apologize for them mind you i should just sort of ignore them and let them go on because you haven't said anything um and I and I I live in fear of this time when I'm I'm gonna say something, you know, be something, do something. Um, and that's at one end of the spectrum. And at the other end of the spectrum is is this, all these other power issues hmm. of the times we've talked about, like when when I'm gonna get judged the way you're getting judged, right? People are gonna judge me based on their opinion of you, and then and then oh, now I don't have any control over that. I get this crazy black man, angry angry mad black man who's just saying stuff and people are going to paint me with the same brush they're painting him like i i, I don't have power right right and um and so I, it it just has all of those resonances for me um i mean even the idea of reconciliation I, i've been hit a couple of times in the past couple of months now um with real challenges even to the idea of reconciliation it and huh. we've been slowly deepening it as right. we've gone along, right? I mean, we've talked about reconciliation and we've talked about humility and we've begun to talk about power and, you know, we begin to just sort of deeper and deeper and deeper. And Eleanor was reading something from a podcast. Um, uh, I'll have to ask her what podcast it was. You know, this idea that, um, that white liberals, white people, we want, um, I don't think they use the word reconciliation, but we want, we want equal relationships right we we want everybody to be treated the same right that that's our idea of justice mm -hmm. as opposed to where everyone has equal power hmm. right we we want everybody to be treated the same <laughs> we still hold the us. power right <laughs> we, 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 want, we want we want our government we want i want my government to treat you the same i i don't want you to be in charge of the government right to have the actual power to potentially mistreat me. You know, yeah. that's, that's, that's been the big fear, like for forever, you know, that like, you know, that's, that's 
the original birth of a nation. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the Klansmen, the, you know, the, the rise of the Klansmen, like to protect white folks from white from black people rising up and exerting power over them. You know, that was a big fear in this new South in the reconstruction where you had black legislators and black senators and so on and so forth taking power and this big fear that, Oh my God, they have power over me. And I think, and I think this, this, the N word and this place of language may be the single biggest place where black people have and it seems it sounds odd but it may be the single biggest place where y'all have actually claimed that power like you have power over my language right it, even though it's only one word right like, so it's like it's like there's my entire vocabulary right you have power over this you have almost absolute power over this one word right right, right? every other space you've entered into the music industry well we still got white producers right like, right you know, movies. Well, okay, we'll give you Black Panther, but that's it, right? Like this happened in the '90s. Spike Lee got some crazy films made, right? Right. And then we just went back to business as usual. I mean, w- sports. Okay, yeah, but you are superstars, and we're gonna pay you six figures, right? While we make you know ten figures, like eight, nine figures, um, you know, exploiting you. All of these places where 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 Black folks have started to have power, we've been able to contain it, right? In the church. Sure. You know, we've been able to contain it. And there's this one place with this one word that is like a demonstration of white folks no longer have power. Right. And I wonder, I, I mean, I, I've, I've never thought about it this way. I just, I kind of wonder if, if that's part of the source of the, the anxiety. Yeah, I think so. You know, I, 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 I love that you're, you brought that out in this way, right? Because, um, it's like you said, right? Like, and this and this brings me back to this. This helps me to bring it back to the to the white liberal perspective, right? And and the danger of white liberals. It's like you said, um, we want everyone to be treated equal. We white folks, you know, not yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> you all want everyone to be treated equal, right? But you still want to hold on to the power. You hmm. want to have the power to treat everyone equal. And so, as a white liberal, you're arguing for white government to treat everyone equal. That's why people get pissed off at me when I talk about Harriet Beecher Stowe. Everybody loves Uncle Tom's Cabin, but I'm like, yo, she was paternalistic. She just believed that white folks were too good to be mistreating niggas that way. You know what I mean? It's like, we shouldn't be treating them this bad. We're a higher society. You know, you still, like, just because you are a liberal doesn't mean that you're not a supremacist. You know, mm-hmm. that, you, that, you, that you believe that somehow black folks and brown folks should have power in spaces where you are powerless. And that's the problem with, you know, like you said, in this situation with white folks using the N word. Right. So, you know, black folks have this. It's giving me it gives me as a white person agita because a black person has some sort of power in a space where I'm powerless. And so now I want to lean on the black people who have decided that it's okay for me to use it. And I'm going to hold them up as an example. Look, black people have said it's okay. And so then again, that's me being able to take back the power as the white person, because I found a group of black folk that have said that I'm white person. I'm okay saying this word. And so now you black folk who say that it's not okay, don't matter. So I white person still have the power to determine which black people matter, which black people are authorities. Mm -hmm. 
So I'm still a white person giving power to black groups. In my life, yep. In, in all my spheres of influence, I am re-exerting, re-exerting power. And it, I almost had this kind of thought like, and I don't know if enough people self-identify as racist to begin with, right? Like I, I've been trying to identify as a racist to my, at least to my family and to my church for a while now, mm-hmm. right? Like, let's be clear, right? I'm racist. I, that, those, those things are in me. Right. And I, um, and I don't know if enough people are doing that to begin with, but um, I begin to wonder, right, if, if what kind of name, like name the sin, right? I mean, like, I, not only am I racist, right? Like I'm white supremacist. Yeah. Like, I am a white supremacist. Like, I, I wonder if that's where we need to go to help unravel this sort of this mythology of, of the good white liberal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. I like that. I, I, I like what that's going on. And the reason I say that is because um, when you step away from race, right. And we talk about alcoholism. The first step in the 12 step program is to acknowledge that you are an alcoholic. That's why they make you introduce yourself. You know, my name is such and such, and I am an alcoholic. Like when you can honestly acknowledge that, now you can progress to the next steps of recovery, you know? And so, yeah, that first step of acknowledging I am a white supremacist, you know, I am a racist. Yeah, is that first step to recovery from if it is America's original sin then the first step from to recovery is to acknowledge it, you know, acknowledge it, not just as an abstraction, but acknowledge it as a part of who you are as a white person in America. You know, it, it, it opens up a lot of, I mean, a lot of other avenues and maybe, maybe, you know, folks we need to ask to interview and other people who are experts at this, right. I mean, there's this piece almost of like, um, where addiction language and how our understanding of addiction, in this case, I think to manage anxiety, right? To our addiction to power and the, and the use and, and, and exploration and, and abuse of power to manage our own anxieties. And, and you want, I wonder about like, well, again, that, that whole trust business, right? Our misplaced faith, our misplaced trust, we're not trusting God, we're trusting something else. And so we're, we're having to, we're abusing and addicted to power to manage that anxiety because our trust is, in, is, is misplaced. Right. Right. So you have all of this addiction language, you know, that might be, that might be interesting to explore. Um, yeah. yeah. I like, I like, I like the idea. I like, I mean, <laughs> speaking from an academic intellectual sense, right? Like, right. right. <laughs> I like the idea of addiction to power. Right. Like, and power is the drug to manage all the other anxieties of white fragility. Right. Um, to manage fragility, you, 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 you got to shoot yourself up with some power, you know, um, and even even as you exert yourself as an as a liberal, a progressive a ally, um, you still have that addiction to power um, to manage the anxieties of you know and maybe maybe even more so than the person who's not liberal who's not protect, um progressive who's not an ally because the person who is semi woke right now sees the horrors of the system that is created in their name and so maybe even has greater anxiety 
and has greater need to or feels greater need to cleave to power and exercise that power uh, to manage those anxieties that become ever more present when you start to peel the scales off your eyes. I don't know. We're just starting to explore well, this, yeah. you know, like it, it, it easy. It, it quickly gets into, you know, manifestations. I think we've seen before in gradualism and, and I, to, I'm going to lower my anxiety by convincing myself that things aren't as bad as they, as, as they, they might be, or that you're telling me they are right. Tone policing, right. Is the first thing that jumps to my mind. Right. I, I mean, tone policing by white liberals of, of black speech. Right. So that it's not that bad. You don't have to be that upset. Like just calm down. Right. Right. And, and then we can get through this. Right. Like I'm, I'm, I'm going to manage that. I'm not going to be overwhelmed by the magnitude of the problem, by the fact that people are dying and, and the, and the, these, these historic epic, I mean, you know, the, the effects of slavery redlining every incarnation, right. That this beast has, has, has reincarnated every time in some new version and that it is still so alive and the kind of things it's going to take to even address, let alone kill these sorts of problems. Uh-oh. Right. All right. Right. Let, let me just, let me tell you to calm down because then I can calm down. Right. right. And I can stay calm. Let me, let me get, let me reclaim control of the narrative so I can tell you as a white person, how you're supposed to interpret this. We can go at my pace. Right, right, right. And you know, it's crazy because they even, they, you know, we were, we were even asked to, 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 to not say anything, you know, you know, don't, 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 don't say anything just yet. Give us time to deal with this in, in our own way. You know, um, let's slow these black folk down, you know, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I'm not comfortable going at this pace, black people. So we gonna slow you, even though even though I'm the one that offended you all. Uh, you know we need you need to slow down to go at a pace that is comfortable for me. Because yeah. because remember, you should be grateful for me as the white liberal. I am your ally, and if you piss me off, then you don't have any allies. All you have is, you know, those people that are trying to actively trying to kill you. Not the not not me. I'm only passively trying to kill you, or I'm. I'm only passively not even paying attention to the fact that you're dying at, a, at an alarming I just, rate. I just want you to keep, I want to keep you in your place. Yeah. I mean, it, that's, that's another exercise of power, right? Like the, the threat of, of abandonment, the threat that I will leave you to your own devices and to the devices of all those, all those white supremacists over there. Right. And that, that's another exercise of power. And if, and if you can take that position where you ever really a liberal, were you ever really an ally? Because you weren't really committed. It was just something political for you. It was politically mm -hmm. expedient. You know what I mean? Because if you're really committed, then you're committed. If you're really committed to dismantling white supremacy, to, 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 to equal rights and justice, if you're really committed to reconciliation, it doesn't matter that black folks is pissed off at you. You're still committed. But if there does exist a threat that I will no longer be your ally, then you were never really committed in the first place. And so we'd rather you not be an ally. Mm. It's probably safer to have you clearly identified as being on the other side. Mm. Yeah, it's hard to argue with. I mean, it, it, it's hard to argue with. It, it just it makes reality that much sadder it, in, in some respects, right? From, from my vantage point, the grief of of 
I, I thought I was better than that, right? I thought that, that I was a part of, and I thought that I could operate and it, and it begins to really challenge, right? What, what my life looks like and what it looks like to really be supportive, to really be an ally, if that's even a word worth using, right? Mm-hmm. Either you're committed to ending white supremacy or, or you're not, I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> Right. Either either white supremacy is bad or it's not. You know what I mean? And 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 white supremacy is bad, period. Not white supremacy is bad because of how it's affected black people or because of how it's affected brown people or because of how it's affected indigenous people. No, white supremacy is bad, period. And, you know, not that I don't care. Right. But to some degree, I don't care how black folk or white or brown folk or Asian folk or any folk feel about white supremacy. Because it don't matter. I know that white supremacy is bad. I, white person, know that white supremacy is bad and white supremacy needs to be dismantled. Whether whether black folk, brown folk are, 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 are with me or not, I'm going to be dismantling white supremacy. Well, and see, and that gets to another piece, I think, of, of the power, right, that, um, that, that I wonder about for white liberals, like, I want to be part of the solution. Right. I still have power. I still have agency. I want to be part of the solution. Right. And the and the absolute the existential grief that is I've created this problem. I am responsible for the death of of tens or thousands or millions of people. Right. I am part of a system. I can't fix it. And I and and I am not part of the solution. Right. I am I am not part I may not be part of the solution. And that's the and conundrum that, of white guilt, right? That's the conundrum, right? Like white guilt says I got to fix it. You know what I mean? And, but well, that reclaims that power agency, right? Yeah, and we've been using guilt, I think, is, is that around to cover up the idea that it's about power. Right. Right? I don't want to feel powerless. I don't want to feel like like I, I and my people have and something I'm a part of have broken something so badly that that i can't be a part of fixing it that i have to like let it go and walk away look it's like i'm gonna show them i as a white man i'm gonna show them a better example of white supremacy the white supremacy that we've had in the past was bad i want to show a better white supremacy because i'm gonna use my power for good and i'm gonna bring all the darkies of the world along and i'm gonna treat them fairly and i'm gonna treat them nicely but i'm still gonna have power because I alone can fix it to take a Trumpism. Yeah. And, and that, you know, even if it's not I alone, right. right I, I'm still going to be part of it. Right? right. Because I'm still, I'm, you know, and not even just, oof. I'm going to be part of it, but I have to be part of it. Yeah. There's that too. Yeah. To prove, to prove to myself and to prove all sorts of things. And right. Mm-hmm. And so we just continue this cycle. Right. And that's and, and, and yeah, you know, it's even that's why I said even from this side of the color line is disappointing. Right. It's disappointing because we have hope for the church. Right. Like if we can't figure this out in the church, what hope do we have in the world? Like if we have theology and the witness of, of Christ and the, and the strength of the Holy Spirit and the guidance of the apostles and all of this kind of stuff and we still can't get it right don't even want to get it right, absolutely refuse to abandon power. I mean, the scripture says, 
you know, that those who lose their life will save it, but those who try to save their life will lose it. The scripture says that, you know, we are supposed to um, die to self in order to live for him. You know, that greater love has no one than this, but to lay down their life. Mm -hmm. And if we have all of those things that are telling those with power to abandon power, right? And, 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 and to, you know, give up that power and to trust the Lord in that powerless state. And we can't get it right. What hope is there for the world? You know, and, and, and that to me is like, you know, when we talk about, you know, black power, I know people may see like some dissonance there, but that to me is the sacrifice, right? Like to, to be part of that, that dynamic has to be flipped upside down. Now, of course, relationship to power has to be changed, right? Cause true power mm -hmm. is God. But like you talk about that, 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 that space where whites have no control that's a space of transformation, right? That's a space of transformation for 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 the, for for everyone. You know, it is it is at the same time it is transformative to be in that space where, you know, white folks have to answer to you for the for their uses of that word, right? Like well, not that 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 place of paralysis. I wonder. I mean, is that that may be the only place where I will actually be able to relate honestly to God? Yeah. Right. That, that that is the only space right now that every other space that I occupy and I try and relate to God and I'm reserving power. I'm reserving power over your life. I'm reserving power over my life. I'm reserving power over this world to to drive it into environmental disaster if I want to to drive my car no matter where I want to to live where I want to and and, and get my kids the, the education that I want them to have and to have all those opportunities. I'm going to make all the decisions that are best for my life and my children and my family. And I, it, it may be the only place that I can actually open up to God is, is when that power is surrendered. Cause it is so consuming. Yeah. And, 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 and that's the, and that's what comes to issue when, 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 when white folks take liberty, feel entitled to um, using that word, you know? Um, and that's why, you know, I think regardless of where black folk may be, right? Black folk that think you shouldn't use it, black folk that think that it's okay to use it, that tension there is good. You know what I mean? Because it maintains that space where white folks have no idea what to do. Mm -hmm. You're the ones who have power over that word and, and the space that that word creates. And that's not my conversation and not my judgment. Even right. though I still, I still make it, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, right. You know, but, but that's to be reserved independently. Right. So. And so, you know, you don't get to say, oh, well, I didn't, I didn't know. I mean, if you didn't know, it's because you didn't care to know. Like, if you go, how do you feel free to use that word and you've never engaged a conversation about it and been put in your place about it, right? And then being able to say, even if you decided that you're still going to use that word, being able to just own the fact that I got power. I don't care what you say about that. It don't matter. Mm -hmm. I'm going to use it. I'm going to take liberty to use it. I'm a white person and I can do what I want. Yeah. If you're going to say that and be honest with that, then, you know, whatever. We know where to put you. I'm a white supremacist. But you cannot 
You cannot. We 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 gotta be beyond the point where, um, white liberals, white allies, people who want to be allies, have any place where they say I don't know as a defense. Like I don't know is the problem. If there's mm -hmm. something you don't know, then you don't need to be acting. You know, like if I don't know how to fly a plane, I'm not gonna get up in a pilot seat and decide to fly. Like, but that's that's the arrogance of white folks, right? Like. I don't need to know what the parameters are. So I don't even have to think about knowing. I'm going to just act. And if it turns out to not work, I'm going to apologize. And because I'm white, everything's going to be fine. Yeah. And this may be the start of a new conversation in some respects. Um, the Not surprisingly, right? White folks have used both ends of that argument to their advantage, right? <laughs> And I, I've used it to my advantage, right? There's the, the I don't know, so I'm just going to go ahead and try kind of thing. And there's the, I don't know, so I'm not going to do anything, right? Like, <laughs> I'm just not going to help in any way. Um, as opposed to, I don't know, so let me enter carefully. Let me do some research. Let me make some effort. And let me come into a space in a way where... Um, humility. I'm, with humility, right? And where I can pay attention and look around. Right. Um, you know, and I can learn and enter in that posture instead of, I don't know. So I'm just going to come in, as you said, like with the pilot analogy, right? Like, I don't know. So I'm going to buy a ticket on a plane and I'm going to sit like way on the sides and I'm going to pay attention as opposed to, I don't know. So I'm going to walk in and try and fly this thing, <laughs> you know, our different postures. Um, I want to bookmark something else too, right? I mean, we kept, you keep challenging the, the church. If, if the church isn't a place where we can figure this out, right? Like, um, I, I I don't know. I I'm start. I, I've had some real challenges to reconciliation language. Hmm. Okay. You know. Okay. What and, you mean by it, that? It is hard. To, well, I mean this that that we've been using reconciliation language, and and as you and I have been peeling it back, we've been finding these power dynamics. We've been finding humility. We've been finding a lot of stuff underneath of that reconciliation language, and and whether or not, I mean, I've been challenged recently by some authors and stuff like that, uh, speakers about whether or not reconciliation language is even salvageable because it's been so abused and so misused <laughs> that it's been used as a tool of white supremacy. Uh-huh. Right? Like, let's name that. Oh, my gosh. Like, racial reconciliation has been used as a tool of white supremacy. Not Indeed. a surprise to you. All right? This is a new discovery for me, right, to actually name it in this way because I thought I was on the good side, right? I thought I was doing <laughs> reconciliation. That must be good, right? Um you know, is it so far gone? Has it been so misused and so abused um, that that it's just not that it's it's no longer the right frame, right? That power and humility, that that reparations, that you know, that those are better frames than than this broken system of reconciliation. Or can we can we dig it? Can we dig it out and and salvage it? Can we resurrect it somehow? I don't know. Well, we do believe in resurrection. No, we don't. <laughs> well, you do. You're right, you're you right, do. Right, right. I don't. My people don't believe in resurrection. That's the other bookmark we got to throw down here, right? Like, let me, let me, let me, let's let's reverse some roles again for a second, right? Right. You can be the you can be the conservative, and and I won't be the white Republican. But um, let me let me throw at some 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 orthodoxy out there, right? Oh like, man. <laughs> like I'm I'm kind of curious about this idea of death. And the fear of death as the central issue. 
I mean, that sin, okay, all right. Like, but the more we talk, the more I hear these echoes of, of white people afraid of dying. Yeah. And that, that that's sort of central to, to so much. We're afraid that, you know, you, you angry, mad, scary, you know, black people, black men, you know, you're going to, you're going to come kill us. Right. Right. That, that when we give you power, we give you right. Like, right. <laughs> um, you know, that, that, but that, that fear of death, the fear of the, of the death of our lives, the fear of the death of our physical bodies, the fear of death of what we've built. I mean, the fear of death, all that those fears of death, they just seem to be playing a larger and larger role. And that's a little scary, right? Cause now here I am the one even, even spouting the, the little bit of orthodox theology that I know. I love right? it. Like, I love yeah. it. I approve, you know, anything, <laughs> anything orthodox, let's go, you know? Right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. That, you know, that is an interesting dynamic to have a conversation about. We'll have to do that one. Um, uh, 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 you know, when, when we when we can focus in on you know the dynamics of of death and reconciliation and the fear of death, um, and that pervades all life, right? But maybe the the the, the racial dynamics that make that fear a little different, um, you know, of course, compounded by the fact that a lot of black folks have bought into white supremacy anyway, and so a lot of us share that same fear that white folks have, um. You know, we have taken up the white man's new burden. And mm. So, mm. Um, so understanding that, you know, that's why it probably have to be, it would definitely have to be a separate conversation because we could go, we could go forever on that and probably should, you know, because I think that yeah. is, that is an interesting conundrum. You know, this whole idea of what do we really believe about death? What do we really believe about resurrection? What does the faith teach us about um, death and resurrection, especially in this Easter season where we say that Christ has, has risen from the dead, trampling down death by his death um, <laughs> and upon those in the tombs breathing life? You can't look at my life and say, I believe that. Uh, you, you cannot look at the lives of my people and say, we believe that. Um, whew. Oh man, but but yeah, so you know that I, I I like I like what we what you put forward there in terms of um you know that that space of control. It 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 I mean it doesn't make me feel any better, honestly, but it makes it helps me to understand um how how and why um white liberals function in that space like that. You know what I mean? Um and 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 I and I and I do agree that it is about that power uh, it'd be interesting to see as we peel back you know the layers like what do we do in that power because you know like you said like like you just alluded to when you talk about when as white person when we give you power and you said like when we give you like is it yeah. is it really abandoning power if you of your own volition give up power like the reason the reason that even though they killed the lord it's clear he laid down his life and he said, I lay it down on my own accord and I lay it that no one takes it from me. I lay it down and I take it back up. Like no one took his life. He laid it down. You know what I mean? And that is what we're called to do. We're called to lay down our lives. Um, but in that dynamic that you're talking about in terms of the exchange, you know, um, is it compulsion? Is it, is it volition, volition? Um, like, is it voluntary? Is it compulsory? Um, how I mean, do you... what would it what would it look like if no white man 
put their name in for any bishop slot. Right? And 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 we haven't even begun to get I mean to the intersectionality of all this, right? Like like we white black, but but we white men, cisgender straight, I mean, you know, add the modifiers, right? Like we're going to we're manipulating things and and the power so that the little bit of power, right, given to white women, right? make sure that it's used and directed in a way that is oppositional to black men. Right. Right. So we, you know, yeah, I mean, but, but I don't know. So there's lots of stuff and, and yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what it would look like to, to give up and lay down and, and exercise and not exercise. And, you know, what if, what if nobody applied for any Bishop opening? <laughs> It was a white man. White liberals would leave the church. <laughs> I don't know. What what would that look like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll definitely talk. We'll definitely have to put I'll put a pin in that one and talk about that one uh, on another on another occasion and give that one the attention that it that it needs, man. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, it's late. I gotta get rolling. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um I appreciate the conversation, man. It was You're um, quite welcome. It, it 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 was it was transformative. It it, it, mm. it it was rich and engaging in um in in very helpful ways for me. Um because it was. It was it was crazy, man. It was it was crazy sitting there watching her just try to So I haven't heard anything about what you're talking about. I'm a, I'm gonna send you the blogs the blog about it so um so that you can see it um but yeah she was at the Evangelism Matters conference and appar- and apparently they had this discussion with her and the presiding bishop and the presiding bishop was telling a story about the encounters of race and according to people who were there and reports from people that were there it was all tied up in gay trying to one up Michael Bishop Michael and trying to show that she has stories too. You got stories, I got stories. And so, you know, she see she tells this story and about somebody that and of course it's, it's the whole bravado power thing because she talks about beating up the girl who said nigga, right? Like she talks about having having a, a, a black housekeeper, a black a black nanny that was raising her and so on and so forth. And how she's now defending the honor of this black nanny by beating up this other white girl for saying nigga. And, and, and she compounds the story by saying how the black nanny chastised her for beating up the white girl. And that was her formation moment because she learned so much about faith. So you learn to submit to oppression. That's mm. Because ultimately, because what she also did not understand, and I never even bothered saying, because I didn't even want to go down that rabbit hole, is why do you think the black woman was so horrified by you beating up the white girl for calling her nigger? Because that black woman was, she was going to get the, she was going to get punished. Right. Are you that obtuse that you don't see that she wasn't correcting you because she, I mean, was there elements of that? Probably but it wasn't yeah. purely and solely because she thought that you were doing the wrong thing and it was wrong for you just because of right and wrong and good morality and she's teaching you. No, she was scared for her life that you beat up this white girl. That white girl gonna go home to her family and now she gonna either A, have physical harm done or B, not get any work. Yeah, Which is the same thing. Right. 
mommy, that some white girl beat me up because her black nanny told me to. Her black nanny sick this white girl on me. Yeah, you never work in that town again if you even survive long enough to not work. If you, you make it starve, out before sundown. Starve to death. Right, yeah, you, you can leave this town now. Yeah. It, you may not, and you may not even get that because it's just an excuse to get you out into the wilderness where it's just a little bit easier. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. That's, and of course, she's quoting the little girl. Right. I assume that. Right, 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 right. Right. So it's not bad because I'm I'm only quoting what she said. This is a historical fact. I'm yeah. just relating a historical incident. Right. Oh, brother. And the crazy thing is we've come so far as the people and we have that if she said because she said she said the little girl said you don't have to listen to her because she's a nigger. In the context that we're in, if she had simply said, the little girl said, you don't have to listen to her because she's a, everyone would have known what the blank was. Oh, yeah. You didn't have to say that, the word. You can't tell me people wouldn't have known what word filled the blank. She wanted to say it. Because of the way that that, as you said, that that, that proves how liberal and how progressive and how anti how 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 black she is yeah how, how her bona closely connected with the black community her her bona fides in the black community because i can take liberty with the n-word right because if i'm if i'm that closely connected with the black community then i'm not connected with the systems of white supremacy and I'm not one of those people who perpetuates them. Mm -hmm. It's like Bill Clinton playing a saxophone on Arsenio Hall. I got soul. Y'all can trust me. Um, I don't know, brother. We can have all eternity to be together. I hope, at least some of us, maybe. Um, all right. All right. Thank you for listening to Racial Heresy. Be sure to visit our website, racialheresy.com, to post your questions, comments, and feedback, and to share your own stories of life as a racial heretic. Want to hear more? You can find past episodes of Racial Heresy on iTunes and the Racial Heresy website. Want to hear even more? Invite Racial Heresy to speak at your conference, council, church, training, or event. Email us at ebonyandivory at racialheresy.com or visit our website for information on speaking engagements.